Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast, where your stories are heard. Before we get started, don't forget to click on that notification bell, like, follow, share on YouTube. Share these messages is important. You could also catch us on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. In addition, go to our website, www.angelofwords.com. A-O-W-E-N-T dot com for our blog and exclusive content, including the merch. For all donations, go to Cash App, A-O-W-N-Y-C. Now on deck on the Angel of Words podcast, we have the host of iHeart's radio, Power Moves, Passage to Profit, Coach Kenya Gibson. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Here today on the Angel of Words podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Okay, coach, you're doing a lot of big things and we got a lot to discuss. Uh, First and foremost, how did you get involved with this? uh, this, I know that you've been in radio for a long time, but how did you get involved with Power Move uh, in particular? Of mine, who at the time they started off as, as clients, but they're friends of mine now, uh, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And we were actually at the Roxy across the street from the radio station at power. And we were just, you know, having some dinner and just kind of talking about some ideas. They are patent and trademark attorneys. And they were like, you know, Kenya, we want to do something cool. We want to do something fun. We don't want to talk about patents and trademarks. It's boring, but we want to teach people how to start up a business and how to get their ideas and innovation trademarked. And I was like, well, what if we did a radio show? And they were like, well, we've never done one of those before. And I was like, well, I have. And and I think that it would be great to start a show on entrepreneurship, teach people not just about starting a business, but the things it takes to protect your intellectual property and just really giving the, you know, startup world information that it needs to be prosperous and succeed. And that's where Passage to Profit originally came from. And then Power Move came along because I was sitting around one day and I was like, all right, so how do we break this down even further? Right. And I would just believe that information is power and it equips people. So I wanted to kind of just highlight entrepreneurs, whether they were celebrities, whether they were everyday people, and just a specific move that they were able to accomplish that was able to help them level up. So that's where the power move piece came from. You know, I I, I love that. You know, that's been a big theme on the Angel of Words podcast this year, especially uh, coming from a woman's angle. I And people need to understand that, you know, it's great that you want to be an entrepreneur, but you just tapped on two of the most important aspects of being an entrepreneur, which is the back end. You, you know, and you need to understand that you need to have a, you know, you need to have trademarks to protect everything that you're doing. You need to, you know, have LLCs to protect the money that you may be generating or to write down losses. Like there's a business component a business kind of education that you need to have. And I'm glad that you're doing that for the public right now. Uh, I see that you highlight celebrities and you mentioned that 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 was something you decided to do. But um, were you have you also highlighted people that that pe- that maybe a lot of people may not know about in different industries? Because I've seen you do some tech people as well. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, it, that's pretty much the premise of it, right? So it's celebrities, it's tech, it's innovators. I mean, sometimes I've highlighted people that, you know, they don't have a huge platform. It's just that they're doing something interesting. And I think that it doesn't matter if you are a celebrity or you have a big platform. I feel like there's something to be learned from everyone, right? So, and and just getting that information out there and letting people know that this is what's what's happening. And one of the things I, I wanted to do, which was important for me just in radio in general, is like, I didn't want to be another gossip girl. Like no shade to the gossip girls, but like, not you know, all. you know, not at all. Listen, there was there was a place and there was a time for that. I mean, shout out to Wendy Williams, who I feel like was kind of the the curator of all that. And, and then people just kind of followed suit. But like, I just wanted to do something different. Like I wanted to talk about people and I wanted to feature people, but I wanted to feature them in like a positive way that was going to help somebody else. I mean, you know, gossip is entertaining, but it doesn't necessarily help people. Right. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to you know, do power move because I was like, all right, well, I want to talk about celebrities and I want to talk about interesting people, but I want to talk them, talk about them in a way that's purposeful. So that was really the premise of wanting to do power move as well. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. What you're saying is music to my ears because it's easy to go that route. That's the easy route, Coach Kenya. And like you said, no shade to everyone else, but it's an oversaturated market. And if you really are trying to do something important, you know, you may want to go that route. You know, that's the, that's kind of like the route I'm trying to take as well, you know, because it's like, that's great, but I want to be able to help our community. And, and I'll be honest with you. A lot of people say, oh, let's have these conversations. Let's, you know, let's do this. Let's do that. But where where is the action? So, you know, I have to applaud you and give you your flowers for, for doing things of that nature. You know, I think it's very important and very critical to uh, our society as a whole to be completely honest with you. I appreciate that very much. And, you know, it's not always the popular thing, like, but I think it's becoming the popular thing because I feel like, you know, we went through COVID and we went through almost two years of like uncertainty. And I think people just were so jaded before on like superficial things. Like I feel like once, not that real life wasn't taking place, but like once real, real life kicked in and like things started happening and, you know, you had all these series of unfortunate events with COVID. I feel like people snapped back into reality and what was important. And I feel like, you know, what we're doing with the show right now with Passage to Profit is super key. And it's important because a lot of people have left their, their regular jobs. A lot of people um, are looking to do new and different things. They're looking to start and be an entrepreneur. And, and they want to learn how to do that. So I think it's just been perfect storm of being able to tap into people who are now like woke, like for real, like we've been through a bunch of stuff and the things that were entertaining to us before don't really serve us as much. And we've kind of started to look within and look to other things to help us say, you know what, let me, let me start to get myself together. Let me start to start a business. Let me start to look at things from a different perspective. And, and the entertainment things are cool and they're always there but I feel like people are going into a time or I've been in a time in the last 18 months where they've been like super focused on like what it's going to take to really level themselves up and their family. So I, I think that the timing is is perfect on on what we're doing. 
It, it really is, you know, because we have we're in a situation with a lot of serious podcasts that are that are serious and controversial as well. Like, you know, you have Kevin Samuels all over the airwaves like, you know, his message is serious. Like, you know, if you want a relationship, this is a serious situation. You have to treat it as a business even, you know, because this is your life. This is the person that you're going to want to be with for the rest of your life. And, and it goes and I've seen this all over the place. Like, you know, it's good to have fun and things of that nature. But you can have fun and also make sure that you take care of your business and don't go through life lollygagging, if you will. You know, like my like my teachers used to say. <laughs> and just to tap on Kevin Samuels for a minute, like I love what he's done in that relationship space. Right. So like that's nothing new. Right. People have been giving relationship advice forever and ever. But he ha- he took it. Right. And he and he flipped it and he has his own spin. And like. He's hardcore. Like, it's funny because I, I, you know, I listen to him and like, he's like just straight to the truth. Right. I, I don't know if I would be able to take advice from him. <laughs> yeah. Or, I like know, it. I, mean, I like that like, kind of truth, you know, just no, give it I to do, me straight. Sure, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's like, you're like, you got to brace yourself. You, you might yeah. find stuff about yourself you don't want to yeah. know. Right. So, um, but I, I love his delivery and I think people respect that. Even people who were yeah. like, oh God, I don't want him to tell me about myself. They they respect it. So I like what he's done in that space, how he's re-innovated it. Well, Coach Kenya, you know, I did a lot of research and I did listen to your Myrony podcast. And I think Coach uh, Kevin Samuels would be proud of you because, you know, you, through thinking thin, you've been able to maintain your relationship intact because these things take work, man. It's like anything else. You know, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. So, you know, I appreciate that. I mean, maybe we'll talk about that later. Maybe we, will, we won't on Five Words with Angel. But I want to continue on because you have interviewed some heavy hitters in the game. You have spent time with Charlemagne and you have spent time with uh, DJ Envy. Now, my question to you in that respect is, have you learned anything of value from having conversations with these two gentlemen? Oh, my God, so much. And and I think what I'll do is, you know, I'll start with Charlemagne um, because, you know, Charlemagne is someone who I admired from afar for a long time. And, you know, I've been in radio for a long time and over 15 years, almost 20 years. I can't even believe it. And I've worked with pretty much everyone in the industry, you know, who I've dreamed to work with. And what was interesting is, um, you know, I remember when I was my first day at power and, you know, it took me about a week or so to go upstairs to the breakfast club because I was, I wouldn't even say nervous. It was just a very overwhelming um, atmosphere in terms of just like, you're like, wow, like, this is the breakfast club, you know, and it, and being there was just so surreal. And I remember when I finally had the courage to go up to him and actually speak to him. Um, he was just sitting in the studio one day and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to ask him for help. Right. Cause you have not, cause you asked not. And I walked in there and he probably thought I was like this bull in a China shop, but he, you know, was so gracious and was so helpful And really, like, gave me some really good advice. So when you ask me if I've learned um, anything from him, I've learned a lot from him. He was actually my really first podcast interview, if I had to think about it. So I had just started. This is, like, probably four years ago when podcasting, it was, like, kind of starting to be a thing. And I remember his book came out, Shook One. And I was like, you know, I want to have a conversation with him about this. And he was my first podcast interview. And 
he could have sat down with anybody. I remember that day. As a matter of fact, I did my interview with him and we had a great conversation for about an hour or so. And then he went, you know, right next door and sat down with Angie Martinez. So I was like super honored to have just had that opportunity. And I think with Charlemagne, you know, he's always just been like super humble towards me and like just been gracious and helpful, you know, and I, and I understand why he is where he is because I do believe that he's a real pay it forward type of person. And, you know, he's where he's at because I feel like he has every intention to help you if he can. So um, I've always just appreciated that about him and learned that that's very important in this business is, is paying it forward and making sure that you're creating opportunities for other people. And then Envy, um, same situation. I mean, there's been some times, you know, like we, we all work together, like they're, you know, on the programming side of things. And I'm also on the business and the marketing side of what we do. And we have, you know, sponsors that we work with and, you know, people who we have to, you know, make happy, you know, on the partnership side. And I always just feel like, you know, he looks out like he's one of those guys. He He's a business guy. He's, he's a broadcaster, but he's also a business guy. So he gets, you know, what it takes to help with clients and just make sure things get executed well and, and making sure that you're able to do your job. So, um, God, I've been to his seminars, you know, actually my whole family. I remember, you know, his first couple seminars with him and Caesar, who I've actually met as well, you know, and we, I brought my whole family. I brought my husband, I brought my son, you know, and, you know, that was like our first crack into real estate um, because we have a home improvement business as well. So we've had our, you know, family business for years and years and it was real estate was something that we wanted to get into. So I was like, well, I'm going to, we, I work with Envy. We might as well support him and, and learn something in the same, you know, strength. So going to his real estate seminars has been super helpful. Just, just watching them from afar, both of them really just like, you know, crack this game and cause it's not easy. You know, I've been doing it for 20 years, so they've been doing it longer than me. Right. And, and I think we're kind of around the same age. They're, they're a little older than me, but you know, in the same sense, it's like they've been really good at being able to take a platform that they've had, flip it into other things, leverage that to build, you know, other lucrative situations for themselves outside of the building, which is, you know, it's admirable and it's what you want to do. You don't want to put yourself in a predicament where you're only reliant on that one entity to make sure that you eat. So that's what I would say has been the key learning from the both of them for me. Develop different revenue streams. I like it. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I love that that you actually do this, you know, basically on a consistent basis because people need to understand that the, the entrepreneurial spirit is a real thing. You know, it's not just doing one thing and calling yourself an entrepreneur. It's, you know, it's sleepless nights. You know, how many sleepless nights have you had trying to do what you do? You know, it, it. <laughs> a and a lot of and a lot of tears like people don't realize like yeah. this is not it's not for everybody. Right. You know, and I knew that getting into it, you know, and I never I didn't know I knew what I wanted it to look like. And it's funny because we, we go into our we have like our plan in our head. And then God is like, well, you can't tell me how to do what you prayed for. Right. So it's just been this journey of learnings along the way. Right. Like I. I always dreamed big and I always 
felt like it was going to happen on a big level. I just, you know, didn't see how all the pieces were going to, you know, come together and like the process. And I feel like I'm still in the process. I think I'm always going to feel in the process until, you know, maybe I reach a certain level. But I also feel like I'm very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, like advantageous in terms of like just wanting more. Like it's never going to feel like I've arrived. Like I felt like, okay, once, you know, I got back to iHeart in New York City because um, I was with iHeart for a while. I was with iHeart in a smaller market. I don't know if you know where Poughkeepsie Yeah, is. no, I'm saying you were in Poughkeepsie upstate. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. that on the Myrony podcast. Yeah. yeah so, that's where you got your, that's where you got your roots, correct? I got my roots. I remember, yeah. um, God, I was making no money. I took that job in radio. Like I didn't even know how much I was going to make. I didn't care because I was just like, I just need to get in the door. Yeah. It was a big company. I was like, I don't care. I'll make it work. And then I, I went to CBS for several years. And then I got recruited back to iHeart in New York City, which is where I wanted to be anyway. And here I am. And I feel like the most important thing is getting in the building, you know, getting in the building. And, and that's, I think Charlemagne said that in his book. Um, what is it? Black Privilege. That's a really good read if you, ever, you haven't read it. But he talks about that, like just, getting in the building, like once you're in the building and you learn how to navigate and you build those relationships, um, you know, you can make things happen for yourself. So I, I feel like I'm still in the process. Um, God knows in my heart, like, you know, what my, you know, my dreams and my goals are and, and like where I'm going to fit. And I feel like wherever I'm going to be, I'm going to be the most authentic version of myself, which is, more important to me than anything and being on any platform is that I'm there and it's happening and it's, it feels right. And it's, it's, you know, it's authentic. I think that's super important. Well, coach, and you also do a lot of other things and I want to, I want to get into that because, you know, you do lifestyle and wellness. It's a, you know, it's a humongous business. And uh, I want to start with that because, you know, we've had the Facebook situation recently where, you know, the CEOs ha have, has had to come out because of the whistleblower that was on 60 Minutes. Because there's a lot of body dysmorphia issues amongst ladies in, you know, all communities on Facebook. You know, there's suicides that are being attempted and unfortunately uh, completed. And, you know, I want to know your thoughts because you're a person that you're about motivating people. And I would like you to give a message to any uh, young lady, young men, anyone out there that's suffering with these body image issues on, you know, how to try to get over it. Because I know you're somewhat of an expert in this situation. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I was fortunate and most people would say this is not fortunate, but to live on both sides of the fence. So I was 65. To 70 pounds heavier than I am right now. Um, I didn't really always have an issue with weight. Like I, it wasn't until I like, you know, started having my kids that like I was having issues with weight. And then like, once I did, I was like, oh my God, I, this is hard. It's hard to lose weight. And I remember just, you know, being on that other side and being, you know, heavier from my standpoint and not feeling confident and not feeling good about myself. And then, just finally deciding that, you know, what I'm just going to figure out how to create the best version of myself. Right. So I did end up losing a bunch of weight through teaching group fitness. Um, I remember I couldn't even afford a gym membership and I went to go work at a YMCA locally just so that I could get one. And 
that's where I started teaching fitness. So, you know, it was just something that came that was accountability for me. Plus, I was like, hey, I'm getting paid to work out. So there was an incentive <laughs> that came yeah, along. That's a win-win that. situation, if I was thinking. So, you know, that worked out. And, um, you know, just kind of, you know, learning, like, how to embrace yourself where you are. I think it was, like, tricky because, you know, you like, I always wanted to be this ideal, like, weight in my head. And then... You know, just it, when it wasn't happening and I'd be frustrated with myself, like I just had to figure out a way to like create the best version of myself. So like I got into weights, I got into spinning. And even now, like I feel like I still go through fluctuations with my weight. Um, I remember before COVID because I was commuting so much, I wasn't teaching as much. So like I started to gain weight back and I was like, oh my God, like I got to get myself together. But it's harder, like the snapback's harder when you're a little, you're getting a little older. So you know, you just you learn how to embrace yourself where you are, you know, and and work with what you got. That's what I tell people. You know, I see and I'm, and, you know, no shade to, you know, the girls of the world who are getting the BBLs and all those things. I, I think if you're going to do something that's going to make you happy. Right. Then that's one thing. I'm also a big believer in like not altering what God gave you. Right. In like, cause he, he's, he knows what he's doing. Right. So, and, and I think a lot of that stuff is dangerous, which is, we don't talk enough about how dangerous it is. I mean, I, I've seen some celebrities come out like Keisha Cole and Cardi talk a little bit about like, you know, some of the repercussions that come with some of those things. But, you know, I think we live in a society that's all smoke and mirrors and you back to your Facebook point, you know, you have all these pictures, you have all these images, you have all these, you know, young girls who are like comparing themselves and sizing themselves up to, you know, something that they see that's not realistic. I mean, I have a 16 year old daughter and, you know, my job is difficult, you know, sometimes in terms of like teaching her self-worth. And, and I think the best example for her is to have her see me accept myself. Right. And, and, you know, walk in my confidence and, 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 you know, just embrace where I'm at. I mean, I'm not 120 pounds anymore. It's like, I may not ever be that again. And that's okay. But as long as I'm working out and I'm taking care of myself and I'm eating the best I can, and I'm, you know, you know, she sees me making those like healthy choices for myself, that's going to be empowering to her. And I think that's what we need to be teaching is, you know, healthy choices. And that's, what's going to lead to more positive body images and, girls just not being so hard on themselves. I feel like women are hard on themselves, you know, that we just, we really are. And, and I've just gotten to a place in my life where I'm like, this is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, this is what it is, right? You I know? have three sisters. I know all about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I have my days where I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I really need to get it together. But for the most part, like, I'm good where I'm at. As long as I feel like I'm active and I'm trying. Like, I was never, like, this super athletic person. Um, I honestly, most days, um, I don't feel like working out, which is why it works out good that I teach exercise. Because, like, I get, I'm like, I have to be there, right? Yeah. I know, I know my weaknesses. I have to be there. I have, you know... 50 people or so who are in a class who are, you know, going to be waiting for me if I'm not. So it's like, for me, it's just like, I, I got to show up. And I think showing up in life is just half the battle. Oh, true words have never been spoken. N you know, and on that point, uh, you know, you're, you're a great 
I've I've been to one of your seminars. It was absolutely amazing. You made us work out. It was it was crazy. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> the yoga was excellent because you know I do Tai Chi, so I'm like I'm really like you know into uh, things of that nature that are spiritual but also exercise related. Um, but you know. The quarantine fifteen thirty has been real for our, you know, for the Latino and Black population. We've become uh, a lot bigger during this time. You know, fifty one percent of people that are obese right now in this country are, are, are you know, uh, Black and Latino. You know, are there any exercises? Because you know, I, I I try to do cycling. Cycling is expensive for some people, or you know, unless you have like a membership to a club or something like that, where they might give you the class for free. So, are there any like uh, in terms of like uh, workout tips, real quick ones that you can do in the morning that you recommend that are very good for the body? Just move, move. right? Like I, I think I think we we like ha- think it has to be like this big thing. Like if you take yeah. first. 15 minutes of your day, right? Before you start to do anything and you just do like a little bit of cardio, like maybe it's walking in place, right? At a high, a high intensity. Maybe it's, you're doing some high knees. Maybe it's just, you know, you're doing some, you know, overhead stretches where, you know, it's almost like a jumping jack, but you're not really doing a jumping jack. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you're just, you're moving and you're getting the blood flowing and your, your body's going to respond to that. There's actually studies that show that people who do 15 minutes of any type of cardio exercise in the morning, right? Whether it's a brisk walk, it's walking in place, anything to get the blood flowing, have a more productive day, right? So my advice is just, is just move. You have to just move. Coach Henry, how do you stay so motivated with so much going on? You know, with so many, you're wearing so many different hats now, you know, uh, what keeps you grounded? What keeps you focused and honed in on the, and keeping your eye on the prize? God, I, okay. I mean, and I know people are like, oh God, you know, people just come with the most cliche, but that that's the answer. Like, I don't have another answer. I mean, there was a time where, you know, I questioned God and I didn't really believe in God. I mean, I knew something existed. You know, and I, I've been on this spiritual journey and, and I have have found, you know, where I need to be in terms of like my connection to God. You know, 20 something years ago, you know, I dedicated and I, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I don't think people realize what that means. But, you know, I just decided like I was in a really super dark place and like I just didn't really have any more options in terms of like how I needed to connect spiritually and just get out of a rut. Like I was super broke. I was, you know, living in the projects with my son, you know, crying out on the floor and just begging God to show me that he was real. And he did, you know, and I was like, I was kind of shook a little bit because I was like, oh, my God, I, sometimes you pray you don't know if anybody's hearing you. Right. And, you know, that's where I, I came to that conclusion. And one of my friends, she's passed now, um, God rest her soul, but she brought me to church and one weekend and we were fighting in the car. It was Easter Sunday and she was we were arguing in the car. I was like, what church are you bringing me to? I'm like, we don't even know what they worship. They could be worshiping the devil or something. And she dragged me in. <laughs> you were so skeptical. God, I was, you I was, was cynical. You were cynical. You were cynic was, back in I those did, days. Huh? Yeah. So I was sitting there and I remember, you know, for the first time, I didn't have a church experience. Right. Like, so I didn't have some holy roller up there, you know, who was, you know, self-righteous telling me how awful I was. I actually, God used somebody who was real, right? 
to give me an example of how much, you know, God loved me and how I didn't have to earn and do all these things, right? All I had to do was accept that there was a sacrifice made on my behalf and that God would figure everything else and help me, help me out. And, and it worked just that way, right? So when you ask me like, you know, what keeps me grounded, I would say Christ, because, you know, it is, he is a real, God is real. Like, like there's a big spiritual world that people don't realize that they're tapping into every single day. And for me, it's like, I've had real life examples of God just coming through for me every single time. I mean, I remember the, the years that I didn't, we didn't have any money to buy our kids, you know, Christmas presents and, you know, God would create a miracle for us for somebody to help us. And we wouldn't tell anybody because we'd be so embarrassed that we could, you know what I'm saying? That we just had enough money to pay bills that we'd be praying silently. And then somebody just roll up and, you know, oh, and help us. And you're like, oh my God, you can't say that God's not real. Right. So I've just had so many experiences with God to prove that it's like prove proof of concept with him that, you know, that's, it is what that's what it is for me, you know, and, and it's it's the truth. Right. I, I that's the one thing about me is like I've never I'm big on information. I'm big on results. So I'm never going to lead somebody to something that I know hasn't worked for me. It's just like exercising. I'm never going to make a recommendation about something that hasn't worked for me. Right. Because I'm all about results. So, you know, Christ has worked for me and he continues to work for me. I mean, like even where I'm at, like with work and stuff like I didn't get there on my own. Like I didn't like, you know, and I don't even feel like I'm anywhere really. Sometimes, I mean, some people look and it, it looks bigger than it really is. I mean, I'm, I feel fortunate that I'm, you know, in the places that I'm in, but I didn't get there on my own. Like I prayed for these things. It just, God trusts me enough to be in those spaces. Right. So, and, and that's really what it comes down to. So yeah, that, that's the answer. You know, I mean, I pray every day. I'm not super religious. I, and trust me, I do not have it all together. There's some days I'm like, oh God, I don't know why you want to use me, but like, I just have not arrived, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the people that he uses. I tell people all the time, like, look at all the people in the Bible he uses. Like David was an adulterer. He was a murderer. He was all these horrible things. God never uses the perfect people. He always uses the messed up people so that nobody can take credit for it but him. And that's just I love it. I mean, that's the fact of life, man. That's that's religion in a nutshell. You know, you yeah, just broke yeah, it yeah. down. Yeah. Or, and just like and just not even religion, but just spirituality. Like, spirituality. Yeah. We're like religion has messed people up. Right. Man has created religion and, and you know, taken what God made so simple and turns it into all these different things. And people are so confused because they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to believe. Yeah, it's a know. bureaucracy now. It's, you know, it's unfortunate, yeah. man. You know, you can't even pray in peace anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But God's simple. Like, he's just so simple. Yeah. We make it, we make it hard. We make our relationship with him hard because we think we got to do all this stuff and we don't. It's, we don't. Right. Right now, we're talking to Coach Kenya, host of iHeart's Radio's uh, Power Move from Passage to Profit. Uh, Coach Kenya, you all, I mean, I want to know, since, you know, with this whole radio situation, has there ever been a time that you've had a tough interview? Because not every interview is the same. <laughs> I've had some tough ones. You know, even before this, you know, I was writing for a magazine. It, was, it wasn't easy. You know, the hip hoppers give me the hardest time. Have you ever... Have you ever had a, a a rough interview that was hard to get through? 
I have. I won't say the person. That's fine. No worries. Yeah, it's a professional thing, you know. Um, but it was it was the it was a challenging interview in that. All right, let me let me say this the right way. Um, that per I could tell that person wasn't one thousand percent present, right? And I'll let you figure out what that means. Um, in terms of like. <laughs> You know, and it was just like, it was like there were moments where they were there, they were connecting, and then they weren't. And I was, and I knew why, you know what I'm saying? Um, the only thing I regret in that situation is that, you know, God told me to pray for that person at the, because they, they were clearly going through a lot of stuff and I wasn't obedient in that. And I think it was because like the label was there and it wasn't because people were there because I'm never afraid because people are there. It was just like there was so much going on in the atmosphere and like it just felt chaotic spiritually. And it was like the, the label was there. It was just it was busy. It was like it was it was just there was a lot going on. So um, Did you feel like a, like a fish in a tank or something like that. No, it was just like it was like it was like this almost like this outer body. And I've interviewed a lot of celebrities, but it was just this real outer body like experience where it was like I was asking questions. They were connecting at times, but because there were other things going on, they were like there were moments of disconnecting. So it was like reeling back, reeling the conversation back in was a little difficult. And then, you know, I really felt in my spirit like that this person really needed help, like they really needed like intervention. And, um, and I think the first step in that was for me to at least pray so that could come into fruition. And I didn't do that only because I was so distracted by everything that's going on. And it's funny because someone kind of asked me the same question you did, but in a different way, six months or so later, I was at, it was so random. I was sitting at one of my friend's house at the station and there was somebody there who was connected to this person. And they were like, you know, like, what was your biggest regret? They asked me, and I and I told them that, like that I didn't, I wasn't obedient to what I felt God. It wasn't Kodak Black, was it? You know? No, it wasn't Kodak Black. <laughs> Shout out to Kodak, you know. Shout out to Kodak. <laughs> um, wow, that's crazy. Well, uh, Coach Kenya, uh, we've reached a point in the podcast where it's time to play five words with Angel. All right, and I got a few words here, so I don't know which five to go with. Well, on five words, but on five words with Angel, I'm going to give you a word, phrase, or a question. You're going to give me the first word, phrase, or uh, thought that comes into your mind. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, the first word, we're going to start off easy. The first word is soul cycle. What do you think about when you think about soul cycle? Peloton. <laughs> oh, so you're on the Peloton. How is Peloton, actually? Because I, I, mean, I think the best commercials ever. I love it. I love Peloton. I've had my Peloton for over five years, um, and I bought it um, when I couldn't even afford it. <laughs> so how does that work? You buy the bike and the, and the app and the TV? Like, how does that all come together? You buy the bike. It comes with the TV, you know, okay. um, it's I, it's amazing. You have it in your house. It's cheaper than you think. I I did it through like a firm at the time, and I, my credit was horrible at the time too. So it was like it was like forty dollars a month. I was paying for the bike, which is cheaper than a gym membership, and you get the whole bike. So you get the bike. You get the you pay for the app, which I think is uh thirty nine dollars or something. So you are paying like between the bike and the app. Now it's probably about seventy 
to $100 a month. But, but that's a flat fee for the app. You're not paying a monthly subscription to keep it updated, are you? Well, you are. Well, that's the whole thing. You are paying. Okay. Money. Yeah, yeah. But now the bike's so cheap. Like, if you get the basic bike, it's like $49 a month I saw. And then it's like $39 a month with um, the membership or whatever, the, the app. But the app is dope because the app, you can take wherever. There's runs on there. There's weights on there. There's all this different content on there. And then you have the bike if you want to ride the bike. So it's it's good for, you know, whether you ride a bike or not. And you can also get the app. People don't realize you don't have to buy a bike or a treadmill with Peloton. You could just buy the Peloton app, which is like $39 a month, and you get all the workouts, running outdoor. Every, you get everything. It's it's amazing. It's like a personal trainer. It is. And it, in, in your house, one. you don't have yeah. you don't have an excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could have been working out from your house for forever. People that have unfortunately been locked up have been working out in close quarters. I know. That's what people have been doing. We we thought yeah. you know, thought the gyms weren't gonna come back, but yeah. Know, people people want to be around people because I mean we do. I mean, you know, we, we live for the social experience, you know, it's just a genetic situation, it's a psychological thousand situation. Percent. Thousand you percent. Know? It's just a but Peloton is that. great. I love it. I love the commercials. I love the spoofs they do on SNL. Like Peloton to me is the wave. You know, one day I might go, you know, look into getting one of those, you know, but it, it looks amazing. So you own one. That's that's so dope. So, yeah, you know, no disrespect to Soul Cycle. Yeah. I host a um a clubhouse, uh, Peloton Riders of Clubhouse. Really? Every other week. <laughs> yeah, we. it's crazy. My friend who has a Peloton started it. It has like 20,000 people or something in the yeah. group. And I'm like, this is nuts. Like, people really want to sit and talk about this thing. And we do. People come on and we talk about the rides. We talk about the, you know, the instructors who we like. It's, it's you know, it's our little uh, community. It, it's a huge community. I mean, they have millions and millions of people. Can anybody jump into that clubhouse meeting or no? Oh, for sure. For sure. We actually right, we so had one last night. We have them on Wednesday nights at 830. So. Okay, so Wednesday nights at 8.30, everyone, if you want to get every your Peloton fixed. So you go on every there, other week. Like, where are they? It's not yeah. the week. Okay, not, not a weekly situation and every other week situation, everyone. All right, sounds good. All right, the second word. I was debating this, but I'm going to go with the thing I saw you teach, some yoga. What do you think about when you think about yoga? Well, I'll say Pilates. Because you okay. probably because you probably saw me teaching Pilates. Yeah, no, it was Pilates. You're right. Okay, You're yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll say Pilates. So the word is Pilates. Then let's okay. switch it over. The word is Pilates. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking about? <laughs> um, At that point, I wasn't doing any exercise, so everything seemed the same to me. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Was so popular. Got you. So, um, God, that's. I would say movement. Right. Because because yeah. for me, it's like that's what you know, that's what I teach it for. Like it's a fluid movement. It's not heavy on the joints. It's not heavy on the body. It's um, and I'm actually working on I can't reveal too much because I'm working on a trademark, but um, I'm working on an app, a fitness. I wouldn't say fitness, a wellness app that's going to be able to help you have that same fluid movement um, in your brain and your body. Let's just put it that way. So I'll, I'll say movement. That's the word. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to that. Stay tuned, everyone. To the, uh, yeah, coach. stay tuned. It's going to be called Coach Kenya? No. Can you, can you... <laughs> I have a name. 
Um, okay. I have a name for it and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually been working on it for a while. It's actually an older idea. It's just, it t- there's a lot of scientific data that comes with there's just a oh, lot of oh man forget about it yeah we, we we've had some app developers on this podcast it's no joke <laughs> with the algorithms and you you got to trademark them and you know it's just a whole copyright them the patents you know if you can some of them you can't do it i have a really good patent attorney richard gearhart he's the he's actually the co-host of passage to profit so we do the show together he's a patent attorney so if you need a good patent attorney well, okay, definitely. All right. Yeah, no, because that's the most important part of business, man. You got to make sure you own the rights to everything. People you know? steal all the time. All right. The third word on Five Words with Angel is power moves. What do you think about when you think about power moves? Hmm. That's tricky. I would say purposeful. That's what that's what the power move is. It's purposeful. It's it's an intentional step or movement towards something bigger. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Purposeful. I just make that up. <laughs> no, I mean, look, that's hey, sometimes you gotta, you know, that that's what makes you such a great radio host. You know, you gotta be able to think on the fly. <laughs> it's a skill you like develop. My favorite, purposeful is like my favorite, most overused word. So I well, I mean, you have to have a purpose for, I mean, for things, man. They'll just do things, you know, like my mother used to say willy-nilly, you know, just right. doing thing, you know, make sure you, when you're doing something, you're doing it with some kind of conviction or just don't exactly. do it at all. Exactly. Know? All right. The fourth word, and this is some deep down research. I grabbed this one. What do you think about when you think about Jet Magazine? Oh, my God. That you used to rip clippings from as a child. And are we I not know. correct? I was just trying to think of a word. <laughs> you weren't capping uh, on the Myrony podcast. <laughs> no, well, you listen, that's good. Um, I would say nostalgia. Nostalgia, like it. Um, and for a lot of reasons, obviously, like Jet is like iconic, but like that's how my dad would teach me how to read, like read. Like I wasn't a good reader. So he we he would sit at the kitchen table and um you know, he would just say, you want to be on the radio? You want to be a broadcaster? You're going to have to know how to read like you talk. And he was right. You know, and he would make me sit there and I would read those little, little articles. Jet was good because it only had those little excerpts in it. So it was like little, you know, like tiny clips. Um, but yeah, shout out to my dad. I love my, I love my dad for a lot of reasons. Um, I feel like I have not ever publicly given him recognition. So so my dad, who was my stepdad, stepped in to be my dad when I was like one years old because wow. my my real dad like wasn't present at the time and um was well, shout present. out to your stepdad, man, for stepping yeah, up. Yeah, like, you, you know, and I hate that. that word because it's like he's he's a really my dad. He's a good man and he's somebody that God used to facilitate my dream. Like he really and that was one of the things. Like from when I was a little girl, he it, both my sister and I, he was like. He'd ask us, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we would have to tell him over and over. I'm like, why does he keep asking us the same question? Like when we were like five, right? And I'd be like, I want to be on the radio. And my sister would be like, I want to be a veterinarian. And my sister's a veterinarian now. And, you know, and I'm working in radio. So it's like, there's power in asking your kids from when they're a little kid, like little what they want to do and making them profess that. Like, and I, at the time, I never even like, I was like, this, he asked, I mean, he keeps asking us the same question, but we kept saying it and saying it and saying And we were like, we were putting it into fruition. 
you know, and shout out to my, you know, my my real dad too. Like, you know, recently, um, you know, I didn't really, I didn't meet him for the first time until later on in life. You know, so I feel like we're in a place where I feel like we're starting to heal. You know what I mean? And I and, and I that's a beautiful thing as well. You and need I, to, and you I need was to never heal. mad. I was never like, oh, why were you never there? Like I just never because you know what? God has there who who's supposed to be there, right? And I never was bitter because I, you know, my life was good. You know, I I mean, like I just I ended up you know turning out to be a halfway you know decent human being. So it was like you know my upbringing was good. Right? I'm saying that jokingly. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, I just, I, I can't, I'm not bitter. You know, I understand, right? You know, sometimes we have to give people grace, right? And we have to understand that, yeah, they made a choice and it probably wasn't the right choice, but we can't harbor all those things because, you know, it, it makes you bitter. It really does. And, and there was a time in life where I, you know, I was a little, you know, upset with him because I, I couldn't understand why you were not connected to your kid, Right. You, you know, I was his firstborn and he wasn't really present. But I also I give him grace. You know, we have to learn how to extend grace to people because God extends grace to us. So. But, yeah, shout out to my dad who, you know, put, you know, made me reject magazine because <laughs> nah, it helped, man. That's it really helped. Man. It really helped. That's a great that's a great magazine. Man. I mean, it was. I mean, I don't think it's in publication. anymore. I don't correct? think so anymore. I think Ebony, yeah, Ebony so. definitely is. Ebony, I think, yeah. owned Jet. But I wish it was, you know, I mean, it was it was a good publication. I mean, it was iconic, you know, for everyone. I remember growing up reading Jet Magazine. You know, it was for us. Yeah, it was like our yeah. newspaper <laughs> and it was weekly and it was, you know, it was good information. I was like we and we had a subscription. I mean, we we couldn't afford a lot. We were, I remember we were living in in um in the projects, we, but we got Jet Magazine every week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. a thing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, you had, you had to stay up top of the culture, man. You had to know what's going on. You know? <laughs> Crazy, that was life, man. <laughs> you needed milk, eggs, and uh, milk Jet eggs Magazine, and man. Magazine, right? <laughs> and thank God for Wick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, Wick. Shout out to the Wick program, Shout out man, to Wick. You know? <laughs> for real. <laughs> what would we do without it, man? The juicy I'm juice. Forget you, about it. Everything. You got to love it. You got to love it. Man, that wig program was clutch, though, for real. It was. <laughs> and it was helpful. I remember getting it from my it son. Really I was, was like, are you kidding me? Like, that was when formula was like $25 a can. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, there would have been no way at that point in my life. No way. So. Yeah, no, shout man. Shout out to Wick. And I would go up no. there proud with the coupon. Like, at the, I would be like, hey. We got, we were, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Some people yeah. are like, oh, so I'm, I'm embarrassed about what? Like, are you kidding me? This formula is $25 a can. Yeah, you know? And, you know, and you're getting it at a at a great rate. I mean, you're getting it for, for free, free, right? I think it's like, yeah, it's like the generic version of the formula, but it was no, free. Like, you, you know? I mean, no, that at that time that was in the, my son. It was in the in the um. Oh my god, I'm trying to think, my, in the '90s, late '90s, okay. my son, okay. right? So it was like, you know, it was the name brand. You were getting Similac, but it was the government. You know, it was a government subsidy, and my mother was yeah. like, "You better go down there and get Wick." You know, like, yeah. stop, don't be proud. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's real though, man. It's real. I'm a wig child. Right. That's a fact. Like, yeah. yeah and think... us too. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and, and you know, in the 80s, like, you know, they the government used to give you food. Like they used to stamp it with the, the, the USDA. I remember the peanut butter they used to give us where you had to stir it in the big tin can and my mother would put the 
the uh, aluminum foil over the top with the rubber band so you could open it up and you stir it up and you put it on the bread and it was so heavy and greasy it would eat right yeah. through. Oh my God, the oil used to stick all the way at the top. You remember that? that was terrible. Yes. God. You had, to, you had to stir and it was so much peanut butter. Like you, you yeah. couldn't even take it and put it in anything. My mother's like, just put some foil over it and keep it. <laughs> you take That's it. it. No. There was no avocado spread, guys. No, Sorry no, about there that. Was none of that. <laughs> <laughs> you had what you had and you were thankful for it. And it was good. I mean, I made, yeah. we made it work. Hey, man, we survived through it. You know, it was great. It held us down when we needed the most. You know, that's the most important thing that people need to understand. Uh, now, Coach Kenya, the fifth word on Five Words with Angel, which is an important one as well. Marriage. Oh. I would say tenacity. That's the word that comes. Tenacity. You you have to be a tenacious person in order to commit yourself to marriage. Like, I mean, I've been married for a very long time. This it's gonna be 17 years in at the end of the month, at the end of October, you know, to my children's father, which I'm very fortunate, you know, about. But it was hard. And there was we almost got divorced, right? So there was a time where we split up for like four or five years. And like, for sure, I thought we were get, like getting divorced. Like we, you know, I had went and got another house. I Like we were selling my house. Like it was like, it was just, I thought it was going to work. But um, <clears throat> I would say God is a restorer. And when you have two people who share the same faith, you know, I just feel like you can overcome a lot of things. Now, sometimes it doesn't work out, right? And I think that break from one another helped us. Right. Like it helped us tremendously. It helped us grow up. I mean, you have to understand this is somebody who I, you know, we were teenagers having a baby. You know what I mean? And I had he was all I had really ever known. And then I was married. We were married by the time I was like we were 24 and 25. And it's not something I recommend. I recommend marriage, but I recommend marriage later on when you have realized who you are as a person and figured all that out so that when you come to the table, you know, you, you're ready for each other. Otherwise, it just, it's hard, right? And you have to work through the growing pains of getting to know yourself, getting to know that other person. And, it, and it's difficult. But I will say where we are today is not where I would have ever saw us being, I would say, even five years ago. Like, it's like night and day. I, like, we could not stand each other at one point in life. I mean, we always loved each other because, you know, we had this family and all this other stuff, but like we have grown so much and he's grown so much. Right. And um, there were times where he was a real jerk and there were times where I was a real jerk, you know, and it's I think you have to go through the motions and you have to make mistakes. And I when I tell you, like our relationship has been tried by fire, anything that could possibly happen in a relationship has happened to us in a like everything like I, I can't think of one thing that hasn't happened to us that we haven't had to kind of go through. So, you know, and, and you know what you got. And I, and I just said, you know, I remember on the verge of my divorce, you know, getting a call from him, like our house was sold and we were like, we had an offer and I was like, something doesn't feel right. You know, and I hadn't, we weren't talking. It's not like we were like getting along and like, Oh, trying to work it out. Just yeah. didn't feel right. And then we ended up, you know, having a conversation and realizing that, 
We wanted to try to, you know, make things work. And here we are today, you know, and all by the grace of God. And that wasn't an easy choice either. It was about being obedient. For me, it was about being obedient to God. Obedience will get you far. I could have walked away and started a whole nother life and been with somebody else, you know, and so could he, he could have as well. But I don't know that if that would have been the best testimony for God, right? So we just decided that for us, we were going to stick it out and that God would honor that. And he has, you know, but it came with a lot of therapy. It came with a lot of prayer. It came with a lot of tears. It came with a lot of sacrifice. But when you learn how to sacrifice, you know, what you want sometimes in the best interest of your family, some people won't agree that agree with that. But I think you need to understand like what love means. Love, the definition of love for me is doing what's in the best interest of the other person, right? And that's not easy to do because sometimes you have to really sacrifice yourself. Now, I am not saying you should stay in anything that's abusive, anything that's not healthy. Like those are sure signs that, you know what I'm saying, that you need to not probably be in that situation. But God, I do believe that God will give you somebody that he can love you through. And if that person is willing to grow up and surrender themselves to God and do the right things, then there's hope in that situation. Wow, that's, that's such an amazing and powerful, you know, statement that you just made. Thank you so much for that, because it's true. You know, I liken it sometimes to being on a team Not everybody can be Michael Jordan, even though you may want to be, even though you may think you have the skills, you're not going to get to the finish line first if, you know, no one's willing to sacrifice something. So I appreciate your words, you know. It's true. I mean, even in this business, it's like, you know, like my husband, with the exception of like, I would say my my immediate family has like he's always believed in me. Like there's never been a time where I remember even when we were like, you know, we were living in housing and, and we were looking around like what we look, what we wanted didn't look like what we had. You know what I'm saying? So he was always been the one that I've been able to like get and build with, you know, and he's never looked at me one time and has ever had any doubt. Like even in those moments where I'm like, I don't know about this radio thing. He's like, Kenya, it's not your time. You need to just wait. It'll be your time. And he used to tell me, you're not ready yet. And I'd be like, huh, what I am. And he'd be like, no, I know you. you I know. <laughs> Internally, it's like somebody knows you, right? They're like, they're like, I know where you got to be. Like, they're not, you're not there yet. You know, and, and I'm still not there yet. And he'll tell me that he's like, no, he's like soon. But, you know, and anybody knows me, you know what I'm saying? So and I and the one thing I can say is that he never would would be with me. He never even wherever God's taking me in all this, he would never be with me just off the strength of being with me because of where I'm at or what rooms I'm able to be in. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about any of this. Like the, like when I tell you. He's so unimpressed. Like, and I, that's what I like about him too. Cause he's just, I don't care. Like he doesn't care. And he never because did. Because he knew it would happen. I feel like he knows that this was supposed to happen. So he's like, yo, well, not even it's that. Not like, that. I feel like he cares, but you don't think he cares. I think he may, he may care. I think he just, I think he, yeah. I think he's proud that, you know, yeah. I get to, to do, you know, what I want to do. But like, I'm talking about like the, the, the jaded stuff. Like, he could care less. Like, he's never going to, like, he's not an industry. Like, he's never, doesn't go to any industry events. Oh, you he mean about, like, the aesthetic it. of it? The aesthetic of that it. And, like, and, like, he just, like, he's like, I don't want to meet that person. Like, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 like, he's so, like, and I love that because he's so grounded. Like, he's not, yeah. like, one of these, like, 
jaded people who's like, oh my God, I gotta be at that, you know, because I'm not really that either. Like, I, a lot of stuff I don't even go to. Like, I'm not really an on the scene type of person. But he's like so, like, he's like, he's like Kenya, I don't care. <laughs> so even sometimes I when that. I bring when I bring work home, he's like, you know, he's like, you just you got you got to stop putting so much energy. Like he's so regular. Level-headed, yeah. Yeah, like, yes. which, is, which is, it's perfect. It's like a perfect, he's like a normal. Yeah, because you're an artist. You're, you're wacky. I mean, just by nature, as an creative, artist, you're a little, yeah, creative, you're a little different, like you, you know? We are, and, and, and yeah. the thing is, like, the thing is this, like, I've tried, and I have tried, I've, I have tried to date, I wouldn't say tried, I have dated people in this industry. I knew from, like, a long time ago that I wasn't going to be able to do that. You know what I'm okay. saying? Just for a lot of different reasons. Like, I just... It just doesn't work. I just feel like it. two people in the same... Sometimes it works, I feel like. But then it's like... you. It's hard when two people have, like, similar makeups and, like... I don't know. It's difficult. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't recommend it, you know? I don't recommend it. And, and like, and, you know, I'm a big believer in, like, not what... I don't want to curse, but you know what I'm saying? No, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to, not you know. where you eat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, for me, yeah. it's like I like to keep those two worlds separate. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know, I, I, I've had my experience with that and you're like, yeah, no, now I know why I don't do that. And I also too, for me, I never wanted there to be a perception. I've always wanted my work to speak for itself. And sometimes I feel like as a woman in this business, you, if you date in the industry and like you get successful, then it's like they're going to try to give your credit to some dude like, oh, she just was with so and so. So that's why. And I'm like, I never just I, I was just always like, I don't want that to happen. A lot of times it's not the case. A lot of times it's the, the female worked hard. They just got and they just happened to be like they dated this person. Right. So for me, it was like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I was like, no, I, I had, had a little phase of that. And I was like, yeah, now I know why I have that rule. <laughs> I'll pass on that. I hear that. Oh, my you know? God. Yeah, that's so that's funny. a whole nother conversation. You're a whole you're a whole vibe, Coach Kenya. And uh, <laughs> we would like to thank you here on the Angel of Words podcast for spending your uh, day with well, your morning with us here. It's it's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for everything you're doing on Power Moves on iHeartRadio. Everybody go catch it before we sign off. Coach Kenya, where can we catch you? Where can we follow you? So you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So it's at Coach Kenya. And, you know, follow me there and, you know. And it'll lead you to the world. You have a link tree on there. So just go to Coach I Kenya, click on the link in the bio. And, and I do you have know. a YouTube. I need to do more of my YouTube. So don't, you know, don't judge me. But um, I'm just busy. I have, so, I have so much stuff going on that it's hard sometimes to just manage all these channels. Yeah, no, the social media situation, you know. It's, like, oh, it's, a whole it's not job. for the meek of heart, you know. No, it's, just, it's just a lot. It's another thing to manage. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? it is. So, yeah. yeah. Well, ma'am, thank you so much for being here You're with so us. You're so welcome. Uh, thank thank you. you for having me. Of course, everyone that was Coach Kenya here on the Angel of Words podcast, don't forget to follow her. Don't forget to subscribe. Click on those notification bells. You could also find us on all podcast platforms. If you want to check out the blog and our exclusive content, go to AOWENT.com. And for donations, visit Cash App AOWNYC. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs> 